More Than Your Mind podcast with Raphael. Expand your understanding of holistic wellness with consciousness coach and holistic counselor Raphael as we apply learnings at the forefront of neuroscience, nervous system research and psychology coupled with the wisdom of alternative medicine, embodiment, philosophy and intuition to educate you with practices and tools to manage your anxiety, overcome cycles of burnout, toxic patterns of relating, unconscious coping mechanisms, guilt, fear and more so that you can deepen your relationship with yourself and others to feel happier, healthier holistically and have more confidence to be seen. Hi and welcome to this episode on the conscious body. This is about how we can develop a deeper conscious relationship with our bodies for the better. A conscious relationship with your body is one where you are more aware of and more in relationship with your body rather than it just being a tool that gets you through the world. Often the relationship between our bodies, especially when we're in high stress situations, when we're highly functioning in anxiety, is not a good one. Often it's quite absent. Most people I work with, when they start to work with me, very quickly realize that they're actually living in the top three inches of their body, in their brains, maybe the top four, including their eyes. However, we are our whole body. We are an animal that has very intelligent other parts of ourselves, including our organs, including our nervous system, that need to be considered We need to build a relationship with our bodies in order to have a holistically well self. Because just a healthy mind is not enough. If you're suffering from chronic pain, illness, uh, you know, arthritis, you've got heart conditions, whatever it might be. And I totally understand this journey. I went through a really significant physical health journey back in 2016 and 2017 that robbed me of about two years of my life where I was suffering from all sorts of chronic illness, pains, and we couldn't work out what was wrong with me. It turned out that I had a lot of different things going on in my gut, including leaky gut, including really deep issues with my large intestine. I had endometriosis. I needed my appendix removed urgently and a cervical reconstruction. Now, this journey of seeing specialists, of going on all sorts of diets and I wasn't able to drink alcohol, I wasn't able to eat most foods, I wasn't able to party, I had to sleep 10 hours a day, I was suffering from chronic pain and taking painkillers all the time. Towards the end of it, I couldn't even work. I was only working part-time. This took over my life and it actually completely destroyed my life and made me realize how important our bodies and our physical health is in order for us to not only function, but to be able to live. When you look at your health holistically, it's really important to consider your physical health. And in order to do that, we need to actually build a relationship with our bodies. Now, this can be in many forms. This can be in understanding your body at a 
at a medical level, for example, getting blood tests if necessary, analyzing what levels of pain you have, really getting to know what illnesses you have if you do have a chronic illness, like really understanding it. And it also involves taking action to support your body. So considering your diet, considering your exercise, considering your stress levels, considering your choice of chair and the food that you're putting in your body, the alcohol intake, the caffeine intake, the sleep, all of those things that we're going to unpack further. But it also involves understanding the emotions that are going on in your body. Our bodies have an incredible way of speaking to us through pain and through emotions, some of which are painful, right? Our bodies don't have the ability to talk on their own. Our body's language to us is this emotion or this pain. And when we start to listen and we start to connect with our bodies, we can start to understand what they need and how we can support ourselves more holistically. This is really important, particularly if you suffer from levels of anxiety or stress or you've gone through burnout cycles because of not because of a few reasons, but particularly in and of itself, the brain and gut connection. Now, this is the scientifically proven connection of the hardwiring between the gut and the brain. Now, our guts are incredibly intelligent. They actually have about as many nerve endings as a cat's brain. So in theory, they're about as intelligent as a cat. Now, a cat is pretty intelligent, right? It can clean itself, it can hunt, it can be sassy, it can play, it can do all of these things. So if you think of your gut as it's as intelligent as a cat, then of course it's important to be considering what is going on in your gut. Not just the food you're putting into it, but also what it is saying to you. Now, we've all heard of that term, like listen to your gut, right? Now, this is a really wise thing to do because when we listen to our gut, we're listening to what that second brain, as it's been coined, is telling us. So some of you might be quite surprised to hear, but a big part of conscious connection to your body is actually about understanding the emotions that you're experiencing, unpacking them, and listening to your body. Not just from a physical point of view, like, oh, I've got a little bit of pain here, but going, oh, I'm actually feeling this emotion in this part of my body versus another part of my body is feeling a different emotion. And so checking in with yourself and learning the tools to be able to slow down and connect with your body and the emotions that you're experiencing is a really important way of gathering information and data about what is alive for you, what you want, what you don't want, so that then you can make decisions about boundaries, about you know jobs, partners, all of these things. Holistic decision-making is not just about looking at the logic behind a decision. It's also about connecting to your emotions and understanding them and unpacking them and recognizing the value that your emotions have as well as your gut has in the decision-making process. 
Another important aspect of conscious relationship to body is also about building your emotional capacity. What is your emotional capacity? This is the bandwidth of emotions that you yourself can experience and or feel comfortable with others experiencing. Now, some people have very wide emotional bandwidths. They can experience all levels of emotion from shame through to frustration, anger, rage, contentment, um, boredom, right through to very intense emotions um, on the other end of the spectrum, like joy, euphoria, bliss, deep levels of happiness. Now, others have a less Now, others have a much smaller bandwidth of emotions. The latest research in emotions and psychology explains to us that emotional bandwidths typically are expanded in both emotional ranges at the same time. So the more you're able to tap in and safely experience emotions like anger and sadness and frustration the more capacity and the more access you have to emotions on the other end of the spectrum, like joy and bliss and euphoria. Now, I typically work with people who have moderate levels of emotional bandwidth and find that when they're able to expand them, that they can do so with support in a safe way so that they can process and allow themselves to experience very normal human emotions like guilt and shame and anger and frustration and sadness that the vast majority of humans are meant to be able to access. As well as being able to access a lot of the other emotions down the other end of the spectrum like joy and bliss and uh, euphoria and deep levels of contentment. Now, some people I work with have a very small emotional band. Now, this is often created through walls and through blocking off the experience of feeling into your body. And so, you know, you might go, oh, well, I don't experience anger. Now, you might be one of those few humans who who doesn't have the ability to experience anger, but the vast majority of humans, it's actually natural for us to experience anger. And so if you're blocking that, if you're not allowing yourself to experience it, often it's because people are bypassing that emotion and going straight to sadness. So instead of feeling angry, you cry, or instead of feeling angry, you get really, really sad. This is really common, often because something happened in the past that made it not safe for you to experience anger, or you were taught that it wasn't safe to experience anger. And so part of the journey is about allowing yourself to feel some of these emotions and to work through them and recognize that they don't rule you. They don't own you. Emotions come and go. There are experiences that we have within our bodies. Some of them are influenced by muscle tension. Some of them are influenced by our guts response. Some are influenced by the brain. Some are influenced by hormones. There's a variety of physiological reasons why we experience emotions from an external and an internal stimulus point of view. But until you can recognize and safely allow yourself to experience 
those deeper emotions, both from a more like harder negative point of view, it's very difficult to tap into and access some of those uh, higher uh, frequency and lighter emotions. Now, some of you might be listening to this and going, well, why does it matter? Why do I need to feel more? Part of a rich human experience is being able to feel Part of the ability to experience a situation is the aspect of emotion and feeling. And also from a point of view of processing and healing and building a better relationship with the deeper parts of you, often that involves accessing and allowing yourself to feel some of those deeper emotions like sadness or anger or guilt and working through them and healing them so that you're not hiding from them. When we hide from our emotions, we need to do something in order to hide from them. Yeah, Emotions are energy. Emotions are muscle tension, uh, synaptic connections, hormones running around our body, right? They're not just nothing. They actually are created physiologically in our body. And we can think of that as energy, right? So emotions are energy. And energy, as we know from, from the basics of physics, energy needs to go somewhere. So if we can't release it and let it go in healthy ways, then it is released in unhealthy ways, or we find ways to store it in our body. In order to store it, often people lean into coping mechanisms in order to do this. So that might be alcohol consumption in order to reduce the sensitivity of your nervous system and to reduce that uh, muscle tension. It might be drug use to bring yourself out of the current reality that you're in. It might be emotional eating, creating levels of food within your intestine so that your intestine is so busy processing the food that you're not dealing with the emotions and the hormones and the tensions and the uh, stimulus of that gut, right? Like there is scientific physiological reasons why we lean into these coping mechanisms, But also from a psychology point of view, we lean into these coping mechanisms in order to escape, in order to get ourselves out of our current reality by making our body busy doing something else, whether it's processing alcohol, processing food, processing drugs, watching a screen. We want to leave our existence And a lot of the time, it's because we've got emotions and difficult thoughts and difficult feelings that we're not willing to tap into, that we don't have the tools and the trust in ourselves to be able to tap into. One of the key things that I do with clients is help them build those tools in order to be able to process those emotions. So rather than having a difficult day at work and coming home frustrated and, inst- and, and having a desire to yell at your partner because they're a safe person who you know at a deep level is still going to stay with you and not reject you for yelling at you, for you yelling at them, you're going and leaning into emotional eating and curling up on the couch and watching two hours of TV. What I've seen is when clients can lean into healthier coping mechanisms and ways of releasing that emotion and trusting themselves to release it in healthy ways, 
They can experience moments of frustration through the day and even go and do some exercise and let that emotion out and then come back to their relationships more conscious and not need to lean into some of those coping mechanisms. So if you know you have a level of dependency on having a glass of wine to unwind after you've come home from work, or when you're feeling emotional, you grab for that big bowl of ice cream or that big bag of chips, know that there are other ways that you can process these emotions and these feelings, and that rather than leaning into the physiological desire to give your body something else to do, such as processing those things you're putting into your body, rather than leaning into that desire, that you can find ways to release that emotion, release the energy that's going on in your body in safe and healthy ways so that you can have time and energy for the things that you love rather than spending it shoving emotions and energy down. In order to have holistic health, we do need to build a conscious relationship with our bodies. And a big part of this is recognizing and accepting and honoring the emotions and experiences that our body is having. This is also about honoring the mind-gut connection and recognizing coping mechanisms that you may be using that aren't nourishing and healthy in the long run. This concludes Conscious Body Connection. Thank you for tuning in to More Than Your Mind podcast with Raphael. If you'd like to stay in the know and get a range of free content, you can sign up for my mailing list at empoweredwithraphael.com or follow me on any social media platforms, Empowered with Raphael. If you've loved this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to leave a comment on the podcast channel you've been listening to or send me a message about your experience of listening to the podcast. If you'd like to work together, please reach out through social media or email to discuss further. Thank you for spending this time with me. Until the next chapter, Raphael.